hottest team in Canada right now, JB. They are on fire, Kipper. The Flames. That's where you... If you're Calgary now or uh, the Leafs, this is where you, you'd like to welcome a, a game against another top team. Yeah. It's the old uh, Just, let's measuring see where, stick. Let's see where it's at right now. We're feeling good. This is where you probably, if you're the Leafs, you'd love to face a Carolina again in Florida. They've got San Jose. San Jose's coming off a, a pretty convincing win against Ottawa. Uh, nah, and then Anaheim. But no, I know that. I know. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I would love, if I was the Leafs, like, give us a team here. And when did we think, when is the first Florida game? I know we got uh, Colorado. Panthers in March is the first time they see Florida. March. Okay, that's just crazy. Yeah. How uh, can that be? I don't know. Messed up schedule. I think Calgary's uh, feeling the same way. Are we sold, completely sold on Calgary after 20 games that this is the team that they will be the rest of the season? You know what? I'm going to pump the brakes on on saying on the rest of the season. So I do believe in this Calgary Flames team, and I do like their roster. I liked it last year, even when things were going poorly. Um, but one thing for me is that they have just scored the first goal so many times this year, 16 to 20 games, and they are built to play ahead, right? Defensive on the right side of the puck. I haven't seen them on the, you know, have it having to chase many games yet. And I think there, there will be a run of times where that happens. And just the comeback of Markstrom. Yeah. Well, getting, getting goaltending is obviously a huge thing, but you know, that decor is very good. Then a lot of defensive minded centers to, or sorry, defensive minded players as well. So great defensive work all or all throughout that line. Yeah. We're going to get into that with Eric Francis, senior col- columnist, uh, an analyst with Sportsnet. He follows them through and through. They're also a team that, uh, a lot of people questioned in terms of their leadership and how many Heart, more years, core, all that sort of stuff. Sean Monahan, of course, and Johnny Goudreau were the two of the, the, the stars there that took the brunt of the last few years. Yeah, the Goudreau thing has to be the most surprising turnaround for me of a star player where, you know, he's... Daryl Sutter comes in, you think he's not a guy who's going to thrive playing for someone who wants him to play that style, and he's just been tremendous, done everything asked to him, and sort of reemerged as an elite player in the league. Eric Francis now joins us. Hey, Eric, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. We were just talking about just the thought that, and I'm, I'm the first one to raise my hand. I just didn't see another year with Johnny Hockey and, and Sean Monahan uh, getting another crack at it. But that's exactly what's happened here with Daryl Sutter. Correct. Correct. And you know the amazing thing, you know Monahan has not bounced back. He has not had a, a great year. He's you know kind of languishing on the third and fourth lines, uh, playing very much you know, a, a very small role in their success this year. But Goudreau, you know, I mean, he, you know, I just heard you guys now. I mean, he really has returned to being that elite player he was three years ago when he was, you know, well in the Hart Trophy conversation. And, uh, you know, he every bit as good as he was then, but now he's added a defensive element to his game or at least a responsible element that I'm not sure any of us thought he was really capable of. So what has been, in your estimation, the real root of this turnaround for the Flames? The roster is not markedly different from last season. Obviously, a few additions. But what do you see as the, the reason they're, they're first in the Western Conference as of today? You know, I, I just think, you know, it's Daryl Sutter. I mean, I, it, it, simply put, I mean, everyone's bought into what he wants them to do. They all have very specific uh, roles. 
and uh, and they've all done they've all played them selflessly and uh, you know staying on the right side of the puck uh, Justin I thought your piece was was excellent explaining you know it's not all about defense that's that's kind of an outdated term in the eyes of of, the, of this coach it's all about always just being on the right side of the puck being tenacious outworking the other team and forcing them to turn the puck over constantly I mean I think a lot of people would have thought that if this team was going to have success it would be the Daryl Sutter way which would mean one nothing, two one games, boring hockey, uh, kind of the way it was in '04 when this team went to the Stanley Cup final under Sutter. But this team's really exciting to watch. I mean, they pressure you constantly. They're no fun to play against, but it's only because you know it's not about hitting and punishing teams. It's about just basically grinding them down, and uh, they do it really, really well. And 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 if, because of it, they've got so many offensive chances um, that they are fun to watch. Eric, one more on on Johnny Hockey because the narrative for Toronto Maple Leaf fans was, I don't give a crap what they do during the regular season. Just call me in the playoffs. And for for Johnny Gaudreau, it's been a struggle in the playoffs the last few years. I, I think he's four goals in maybe his last 20 playoff games. And no one will ever question this guy's skill. It is world class. But the game gets awfully big, big or bigger on Johnny in April. Is is he in a scenario now, much like Lee fans, is like all I care to see is what happens in April? You know, no one's talking about that right now because everybody in Calgary is just so, you know, uh, shocked and, and pleasantly surprised that this team's actually, you know, playing really, really well. You, you know, nobody saw that coming here. So, but but it is the first question. You know, I've taken a lot of heat in this city because, you know, I've said that they should have traded Johnny Gaudreau several years ago. I know they tried to trade him over the last couple of years, but the value just wasn't there on the market because of that knock. Uh, you know, everybody has seen that his game, every single time he goes into the playoffs, it falls off. And it's because he's a perimeter player who on the playoffs, you know, just he just can't seem to break through and, and, and make the dashing plays that he does now. It's so, so in short, yes, it's a legitimate question. I'll be asking it very, very close to the end of the season. But for now, I think everybody's kind of just enjoying the ride. Yeah. And and quite frankly, there's a lot. There are guys in the league, and you guys both know this. There are guys in the league like Johnny Gaudreau is phenomenal. He's one of the most exciting players in the league. He's going to sell you a ton of jerseys. He's going to get the people out of their seats. He's as creative as anyone in the league as a playmaker. But we all kind of know that come playoffs, it's a different style game and it doesn't fit his style of game. Uh, so, you know, he's got to prove us otherwise this year. Well, the only reason I bring it up is because next year they could look really different because Johnny's contract, I think expires. And then there's the decision on Kachuk past this season, where you want to go with him on a long-term deal. So inevitably uh, these decisions will have to come one way or another here towards the latter part of the season on, on what do you do? You just let it ride out and worry about these things in the off season. And if Johnny wants to come back, then we decide on a number. Yeah. You know, he's, he, in a way he's kind of changed the narrative because I think, I think in a <laughs> going to sound crazy to say, but in a perfect world for the flames, they would have just maybe got off to the start. Everyone expected not been very good. Then they, then they trade Johnny Gaudreau at the trade deadline and get at least something for him and move on but obviously with the way they're playing right now and it looks like they're you know going to be a legitimate playoff team um 
you know, you can't trade Johnny Gaudreau. The value wasn't there anyway. Uh, so you ride it out, and you're really much, you're at risk of doing exactly what they did with Jerome McGinley in a way, which is lose your superstar player for absolutely nothing, which in, in a game of asset management is, is almost criminal. But they just couldn't move him when they tried to. Uh, now, now you would be crazy to try and move him. So you just hope that he has a successful playoff. I mean, Flames fans and, and management are all, but he has a successful playoff and decides, you know what, this team has the base, which could be very good moving forward, and I want to be part of Calgary. But the problem is you're now bidding against 31 other teams on the open market because that's what Johnny Gaudreau is, an unrestricted free agent. And that's why I've said all along I'd be very surprised if they kept him, but he's been so good. He's so happy here. Maybe he just decides to forego free agency and stay here, but it's going to be for a big, big number if they keep him. So looking at the where they're at in the standings with the help of Johnny Gaudreau's ex- excellent play, uh, it's them and Edmonton. Anyway, you slice it, the only two teams with 12 regulation wins in uh, in the West, you know, they're 1-2. They're um, you know, is it a, I guess I'll just ask the simple question. Who's better, and how do you like how these teams stack <laughs> up against one another? You're trying to get me in trouble. Uh, <laughs> Listen, hey, I heard you, Inspector, hey, have this, this debate the other day. This is only in Toronto. It, it won't go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, I thought so. Okay. Uh, yeah, Speck and I had a fun conversation. And, you know, right now we're, what, 64 games away yeah, from the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's going to happen from now until then. But, the, you know, as I explained then, like, if you, if you want to use the word, what's the best team, I actually don't think there's a debate at all. I mean, come on, guys. This, this Calgary Flames team is rolling four lines every single night. Like Andre Majapani, who's one of the biggest stories of the season right now, is playing 15 minutes, and this coach refuses to play him a minute more because he thinks that it's a, it, the most important thing for this team is to roll four lines. So, you know, they're doing it by committee. Uh, defensively, they're doing it without their best defenseman, Mark Giordano, so they're doing that by committee. Uh, the goaltending is obviously the best in the league right now. I know people in Toronto, Jack Campbell's having a great year too, so I guess he's certainly right up there too. But as a committee, again, uh, this team has seven shutouts right now. I mean, the modern-day record, guys, is 15. They're halfway there, and we're only a quarter of the way through the season. So all the everything's coming into place right now for the Flames, whereas in Edmonton, yes, you have the two best players in the world by a mile. Um God forbid if anything were to happen to either one of them or if one of them got shut down in the playoffs, obviously we know what would happen to them. Their, their goaltending is terrible. It's not just average. It's terrible. Um, they're going to address that. Once they do, then I think we could have a better conversation about who the better team is. But generally speaking, it's a two-headed monster versus a, a group a groups, uh, in Calgary that I think is a little better. <laughs> Is Leon Drysaddle getting more respect in the province of Alberta than he gets, I think, in the rest of the hockey world? Because we we know what McDavid's capable of and world-class goals that he scores, but there's an argument here about Leon being just as valuable as McDavid, and I don't think he gets nearly the credit he deserves. Yeah, I think, you know, the, one of the best ways to put it is, and Speck said this the other day, and a lot of people say it, the best player in the world is not even leading his team in scoring right now. So that kind of says it all. People still look at McDavid as the best player in the world, even though right now, if you had a vote for the Hart Trophy, I think you'd have to give it to Leon Dreisaitl. Again, it's early, but uh, we in the province, you know, we see all their games regionally. Uh, we watch them closely because of the rivalry. 
I think people in Calgary and, and, and Leon's burned Calgary every bit as much as Connor McDavid has over the years. So I think he does get the respect here, but I get it. I get that, you know, teams that don't see him as regularly as we do out West, you know, kind of scratch their head and said, really, he's leading McDavid. Um, you know, we see it all the time. You know, he had one of his goals last night was, you know, right up there in my opinion with, with some of McDavid's goals, but they're different. They're not going through four defenders. They're just um, incredible concentration, incredible stick work. Heavy traffic. On him. Yeah. Yeah. He gets scoring traffic. He's really an amazing, amazing player. And it's a shame. Well, I don't know if it's a shame, but it's kind of always been a shame for the league that the two greatest players in the world are, are don't get primetime viewing out East, you know, where the masses are watching hockey. So when, when they come through town, all I can say to people is when they come through the East, please pay attention to dry side. He'll blow your socks off just as much as McDavid will. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, I'm, I'm just a huge dry saddle guy. What an unbelievable season he's having. Um, you know, the, I probably failed our actual listeners before when I asked about Calgary, Edmonton. I should probably ask if you had some viewings of the Toronto Maple Leafs and get your perception on what they are. Uh, do you see the the same team that re- looks like a regular season team, or what are your thoughts on where they stack up against great teams like the Calgary Flames? Well, you know, we were just in Toronto. I was with the team, and uh, it was a hell of a game against the Leafs, and the Leafs win that one in overtime. Uh, against a red hot, you know, flames goalie Dan Vladar, but uh, so so they're formidable, and you know, I get the narrative, guys. I, I get the narrative that it's like, okay, we've been burned so many times. Well, let's just see if this is a team built for the playoffs. And there's really nothing the Leafs can do about that narrative until they actually prove otherwise. And I know it's a terrible comparison, but I, you know, the Calgary Stampeders. I know CFL doesn't fly out, out east there, but. <laughs> You know, here that that team with Doug Flutie and so many great quarterbacks over there always goes 15 and three, and then finds a way to lose in the playoffs. It's kind of like the Leafs. And uh, I, I do I think that they're built better uh, for a playoff run. Well, how can anyone say that? It's it's a very similar team to the one you had last year. At the end of the day, one of these years they're going to break through and get a little puck luck and, and not collapse on themselves. It's a great team. It's a great team full of stars and more and more depth every single year. I love watching the Leafs play. I watch them every chance I get. I think the big difference is people in Toronto right now have faith in Jack Campbell, and they lost faith in Freddie Anderson, um, even though Freddie Anderson's clearly proving he was still a great goalie. It just it, the relationship kind of wore out its welcome. But Campbell is fun to watch, and he gives you more hope than probably any guy on that team right now. Eric, you, you anticipate the uh, the talk of Team Canada and what that roster could look like uh, coming on a lot stronger here in the month of December? Yeah, and isn't it fun, right? I mean, I was just in the store last night. Uh, I'll speak. I don't know. My kids are at school. I, I bought my kids <laughs> Team Canada jerseys. You know, they're beautiful, the new jerseys. And uh, it's funny. This is a, this is a true. I, I might be the first guy, but probably not in Calgary. I'm going right after we finish this, I'm going to the store to get Mangiapane put on the back of a Team Canada jersey. And I'm not saying it because I'm predicting it's going to happen. I mean, I think it's more and more probable every single day. But, you know, my kids both love Mangiapane. They love Team Canada. I have no problem if that's an outdated uh, one-of-a-kind jersey down the road because right now they'll be happy with both. But, yeah, I, that talk is so much fun. And in this city, it's really, really interesting because of Majapani. I mean, I don't know what you guys think from afar, um, but, you know, I'm not foolish in sitting here saying that Majapani could make Team Canada 
you know, being, you know, because he's the best goal scorer in Canada right now, even though he leads all Canadian goal scorers. I'm saying it because he could be a great role player. Like he kills penalties. He's a tenacious four checker. That's his calling card. He would be your, your grinder right along the lines of a Zach Hyman. I think it'll come down between him and Zahyman for, for a spot on that third or fourth line. I really do. And it's a, uh, it's fun to watch both of those guys out west right now because they they could be great additions to Team Canada. Eric, I I gotta know which jersey did you get? I think they're abominations. You, <laughs> you don't like all three? Of them? I like the white one. I like the white one. Which one did you get? <laughs> the safe got, one. I got the red one because okay. my kids go to the games and it's the sea of red here, right? Yeah, and you gotta yeah, wear yeah, red yeah. or else they kick you out. So I got them a red one. I like them. I think they're great, and uh, and, and that's also a kind of debate we have in our country every time oh, yeah. the Olympics rolls around. Do we love the jerseys or do we hate them? Well, to me, they're simple, they're classic, and uh, damn, they're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah the, I don't, the, the black is a national hockey color. I don't know. I don't know, but I'll, I'll agree. That, that one is uh, fairly inoffensive. The all-black one, uh, I believe, Sammy called it the Oregon Ducks version of what Canada's jersey would be, so... So Markstrom, yeah. Markstrom, or or Jack Campbell, I don't think can can switch over and get uh, a Canadian passport fast enough. So, <laughs> what what is that going to look like in net in a month and a half from now? Oh, guys, is that scary that we could go in with a yes. team on paper that's just as good as anybody in the world, but you know, goaltending wise, it's still wide open. You know. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury has been in a conversation. I don't, not in a lot of people's conversations, and I still think that he's a guy you got to look at strongly. But he came here the other night in Calgary, and I know he's been better of late. But he let in a shot from an uncontested shot from a top of the uh, uh, Dubé came in over the blue line about two strides and, and snapped one past him clean, beat him clean. So he's clearly not what he used to be or where he needs to be. So. I, honestly, I I don't even. What's your smart? What's the smart money on right now, guys? In terms of who you're starting, I'm at Terry Price. You can't. Yeah. There's not enough time for him, is there? Like I, I don't my know. Duo, my duo is Flurry Bennington. I think I don't. But I mean, I'm not confident in saying that. But otherwise, what? Well, what do you? It, it for for me, it might come to the, those last few weeks on who looks better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think who, you're right. Who, who feels like they're in the zone, or whose teams? under a system that may work to the benefit of the, what team Canada's is. I, that's, that's how it's going to be. I don't see any yeah. other way. I, Carter Hart was having a really good year. He lets in a goal by Steven Stamkos on the goal line. And it was a, and he, it set him up for a bad week. Yeah. It's I'm with you. It's going to be a race to the finish. And but but let me ask you this: All things being equal, just say none of them really rise to the occasion. You still got to pick guys. You know, to me, I go with the veteran. I go with Flurry, who many 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 times in his career has been in a situation where he's been counted out, or figured people figured he's finally finished, and he always seems to bounce back. So maybe you give him. You know, all things being equal, maybe you give him the chance. You know, Bennington had a great start, but has kind of pulled back of late. I I don't know. It's it's a fascinating thing. But, you know, going back to that Team Canada jersey, the other thing that's unfortunate is, you know, with Manjapani, that's every letter costs extra money. No, when you it get doesn't. It does it really? Yeah. Yeah, they go by letter. And I'm like, Manjapani, couldn't they like a Smith or somebody like that? It's so much cheaper. <laughs> Huge Dylan Dubé fans in your house now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my Lord.
Well, like, not not like three hundred a pop, three twenty five. Like, what are we talking 200. here? They're two hundred for the kids ones no, and uh, three like, wow. twenty five with the letters. <laughs> well, with the letters. Yeah, I'm gonna find out in about an hour. I'm gonna I, I might have to take out a loan. All right. Well, let us know, okay? Okay. I know where to come if I need some money, there, Kipper. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Appreciate your time, Eric Francis, senior columnist, uh, analyst with Sportsnet. Yeah, that's the way it used to be when I was younger. Uh, What the per letter cost? Yeah, the per letter. And then it was then you you buy the guy like the jerseys already made with the 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 letters on the back. They should all be the same price. That is bold. Well, listen, I'm looking at the potential names to be on Team Canada, and so I I want to clarify that I think Eric is as informed and smart a Canadian hockey analyst as we got going on, but I I just don't see a chance for that guy. Well, I I think he's earned, like, he went over to... He's earned being the discussion. He's earned, like, to be on the big list. He went to Team Canada. For sure he he, has. He went over there and played well for them at the World Championships. He's been a good soul. Like, he did it. So he's, but, I mean, no way. Right. We we still haven't had this in depth conversation. We, we this and, show has yet to address. You know the the one thing Canada. that um, uh, if the Leafs can get going here, and again, I know I joke around again with the Cookie Monsters, but like these guys need their points right now. Like Tavares made it abundantly clear he wants to play on Team Canada, and right now the numbers don't necessarily support him. He's got to get going. He is one of those guys that almost has to play his way off. He is a presumed player to start this year, I think. And yeah, I don't see that. Well, I think public perception. Well, they put him in the Lululemons. Yeah, and um, old, old I, Dave I'm, Lulu thought so. For I'm sure, sure for, for JT, that seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> good job, brother. I, I think he's he's in tough. McKinnon, McDavid, tough. Marner, Marchand, Crosby, Bergeron, Huberto, Point, Stone, Tavares, Couturier, Stamco, Shifley, Barzal, what O'Reilly. A what a list of guys. Hull, Horvath, uh, Sagan, Couture, Giroux. How many did you? I just 15? gave you 20 names or something. <laughs> you know, Mangipane is in the mix. It's, but. And Mangipane had a, a hell of a world championship, which... Uh, uh, it's just, a knock against just, him that he plays 15 minutes a game to me. Like, if the coach thought he should play more, he'd play more. But that Full that stop. that will help him make Team Canada. That he only plays fifty. Yes, that's actually Cause, interesting. Effectively, Cause, cause effectively. I think these okay. are smart people. They'll be like, "What if we gave him eighteen? I don't." And, think And so. you know, JT won a gold medal with Team Canada, but from what I remember, bottom six guy, I think on the wing got hurt, didn't he? The last time was it in the twenty? Yeah, hurt his knee. But, but his he knee. was he was in a. Uh, a, a five to was that, twelve that kind Marty of role. Saint Louis got in. What year was that? Was that Marty Saint no, Louis? No, he was. In? It was already at the. They were already yes. there when he got hurt. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so if if a guy like JT is going to make it, he's not going to make it at center. No, you're right. right? You're right about that. So uh, you're going to stick record, him on the wing. Give and, me Zach Hyman over Mangiapane. I agree. You know, like if we're going to have a depth winger but who's going to play about, a role, about, neither. Yeah. No. Neither. For sure. Yeah, neither. How about <laughs> but Mangiapane, Hyman. Or John Tavares? Tavares. Uh, yeah, I guess. Easy. Tavares. No, I know. I... That depends on the role. Depends yeah. on what you want out of... Uh... See, a lot of people now are like, well, why can't well, we just have four first lines? Why can't... But you kind of do need someone to yeah. 
you know, protect a lead. Canada's and... been burned in the past doing this, fellas. You know, like they did. Well, it's this. not like Zach Hyman's. No disrespect, Rob Zamner. Like uh, no, you know, I like know. it's. That's always the name that gets brought. I know, up and I don't even bad. know. If, I feel I know nothing never, about him as a player. Say, I'm, uh, yeah, it's probably no. are you, the example. Are you a grinding team? Are you a speed team? Are you a high octane team? How are you going to win? Well, Babs always well, had, gonna, he always had the identity. You know, it would be interesting to see what they look like with. I Cooper. guarantee you, you don't have Grant Fuhrer in net to win the game six five. Oh man, you got to you got to keep the opposition to about eighteen shots. Well, <laughs> the way they played in Sochi the last time the NHLers went was the most boring hockey tournament of all time. Beat they, Latvia two one. They had the puck the entire tourney, let in two goals, scored five, and won the gold medal. <laughs> that was that was the tournament. And Babs was in his glory. Oh, he was just never been happier. Yeah. Uh, so just a quick update about uh, Leafs practicing today. Uh, Kasha and Jack Cam- Campbell are absent. I'm assuming it's just maintenance for Campbell. He never practices. Kasha absent. Camp is practicing in a regular white jersey. He left yesterday's game for precautionary reason. Semyonov is also wearing a white so jersey. So that, that, that's not concussion. I still would like to see Clifford get in and say, hey, Camphy, take an extra day here. Have Let's night. just, you know, it's get an 82 game season. Have- so whatever, whatever was bothering him then is outside of... Uh, what we thought might have been a head, a head, head uh, injury. Yeah, probably a shoulder wrist. Which is, is really good. Good really news. Good news. good news. Great news. Okay, we got Gord Stellick, Stellectricity. Oh, yeah. After the break, we'll get his thoughts on maybe a little Team Canada. You're listening to Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. The code word for today's episode to text to 590-590 to qualify for your shot to win Leafs Avalanche tickets on December 1st is hockey. The last time, JB, we tracked down Cord Stellick. Oh, God, I forgot. We found him at a dog park. <laughs> where do you take a guess where he'd be today? Just take a guess. Uh, where dog, would he, Dog oh, where spa? I still think he's with the dog. Where is... Where in the world is... Gord Stellick. <laughs> Derek, what the hell was that? <laughs> that's amazing. Um, that's the best I don't know. But it is American Thanksgiving, so wherever he is, I bet you he's, he's bathing in gravy right now. Is that true? Hey guys, quiet. Just at the science center. Quiet. Just a little bit here. Just going through. Can you touch? Wow. Can, can you touch the uh, that globe that makes your hair stand up? Is that fortunately, still there? I, fortunately, yeah. Fortunately, I can't. Kippy. A lot of our friends can't anymore, right? So, uh, so that's good. Now, honest to God, of course, I'm watching some football on that, and the, I'm flicking through the show Oz today, Doctor Oz. His question is, how many times a week should someone bathe? That's his question. I didn't get an answer. It didn't say in gravy or anything, but honestly, just 20 minutes ago, as I'm flicking through. So, Kippy, maybe I'll turn back and give you an answer that way. Yeah, yeah. You turned the channel before you could find out, just in case you were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) How are you guys? We're good. Now, are you off this week? Are you working? Like, what's going on? What, what are you talking about? There was a, we were in like till super late last night, the Leaf LA King game. Thanks for listening. Not okay. Uh, <laughs> your buddy, Sam, you could ask him myself and Brent Gunning and then got up like with hardly any sleep to cover 14 NHL games 
on NHL morning skate. So, buddy, full throttle, like you guys, full throttle. Okay, I got to make a note to listen to you. <laughs> and not make you feel bad about his work ethic. <laughs> hey, uh, did you stay up the whole time? Are you or are you uh, are you are you an are you a? I'm I'm talking in general, not just the Leafs when you're working. Yeah. But are you a type of guy to stay up all night on West Coast, or are you one of those guilty writers who pretends that you're voting for something that you've never seen? Oh, so, okay, okay, wait a second. Now, first of all, uh, obviously a game when the Leafs are playing, you know, we're, we're mandated to stay up, and a lot of yes. Leafs fans do. But uh, I, because I've done morning shows for a long period of time, I got to admit, yeah, I got it. Like, you know, you watch as many games as you can, but it's, it's, a, very, it's a valid observation or criticism, whatever you want it to be. But certainly, uh, you know, and, and, but quite often there's always Western. And a few years ago when the California teams were phenomenal, and back then I wasn't doing a morning show. So you'd see how difficult it was through to go through those three. Just ask Peter Horchuk, you know, when he took over the lease. So you'd see a lot more of those kind of games. And it's, it's kind of interesting. The, the West Coast teams aren't quite back to where they were, but, but they've, they're all seemingly having positive years this year so far. Well, Gordon, we'll get your take then uh, as uh, you were picking through the game last night with a fine-tooth comb. Your takeaways from last night's Leafs performance in L.A., they, they simply look like the better team to me, but I'm sure it's not as simple as that. Yeah, you know what? I I, I crashed during the first period. I didn't see anything. I had to get waking <laughs> up to do intermission. So, yeah, um, yeah I, you know, I, uh, I, I was glad they had – you know, I, I'm so tired, it seems – players getting traded from the Leafs come back and they could even be minor players or big players. And they, and they just kick ass their first time back. So I really wanted, uh, I, I was glad they, uh, Jack Campbell made one big save huge when they were up one, nothing, but I glad I'm glad he had a relatively easy night. His first game back. It, it turned out it was Muzzin's first game back on the ice. Cause he was there once before, but he was, uh, he was hurt. And even Kyle Clifford being back with the team. So it, it, it was, it was that traditional traditional the last few weeks, first period, and then that second period you've been waiting for, like, okay, okay, let's have one of those offensive bursts, one of those offensive juggernauts, and, and they did, and they had it. And it, but it wasn't Matthews getting three goals or Marner getting three goals. It was, it was, it was everybody. So which is which is probably better. It was it was a balanced scoring attack. So it was a rare game, Justin. That the third period you found yourself just. It seemed like they were playing straight time too. It seemed like yeah. they're in the GTA GTHL when it's what a five goal lead or whatever. So it it, it, it was kind of one of those uh, one of those games you could sit back and relax. And Sandine. With the three assists, uh, I thought yeah. uh, was instrumental on uh, on Simmons being able to find Angville on that goal here. They aren't your typical five six D pair, and we've talked to to great lengths with uh, Justin here on on that pair. But they they continue to stick with it, and they continue to go. I, I mean, they're not your typical five six Gord. We've seen them heavier, a little a little slower, but a little tougher, but this is this is this is Kyle's vision, correct? Yeah, you know, and 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 also one other interesting point since you mentioned Simmons because he's you know you think about that goal that wait Simmons passed it to Cache who passed it to Kerfoot and all because of you know the the injury to Camp early the lines got mixed up and there you have I think three pieces of three different lines on at the same time so you know it was that kind of night that there was a lot of scrambling and you know to your point Kippy to go back to it it's one thing about young D being, you know, put in and try to acclimate them into the NHL. But then to keep them together is, is interesting. It's an, it's an interesting experiment for want of a better word, but I, I've liked it. 
I've liked it. And you see on the other side, a piece that they gave up in the Jake Muzzin trade, having a, a, a real good first NHL game for the LA Kings, you know, so it's kind of, it, it, you're limited about the number of young defense that you have. And you, and you really, you know, you, as we mentioned, Kip, you got to start having these guys making it in the NHL. And that was Kyle Dubas's vision. It seemed to be, or is Kyle Dubas's vision. Uh, you started to wonder as they traded away draft picks for now, there's fewer and fewer draft picks. I think they what, got three next year or what have you. But uh, if the, if these guys can bear fruit, that's huge because also the cap hit is something that, that isn't problematic because that remains always a problem with Maple Leafs being hard against the cap. So it's not like we're anointing them yet saying, yeah, they've arrived. They're going to be difference makers. They're, they're going to be core 4D. They're going to be whatever. But uh, I, I've liked what I've seen so far. And I, I guess that even before when they were struggling, it was like they, they showed a little, little more glimmers where Justin Hall was being sat out and, and Jake Muzzin was struggling. So, so far, so good. Looking at, uh, you know, the Nick Ritchie situation was one we've beat up too much in this show, and it's something we've, we've talked about uh, an awful lot. But the one thing that stands out to me, aside from his play on the ice, is how much it, he feels supported by this team to try to find something. You know, Sheldon Keefe brought him up after the game. Uh, you know, Jason Spezza talked about the great screen he provided. You know, Austin Matthews is bigging him up on the bench for, for the screen. What are your thoughts on Richie's place on this team right now and how the team seems to be rallying around him a little? Boy, in the third period, Justin, they're almost going overboard trying to set him up, right? It was like, <laughs> it, was, it was that kind of game you yeah. had a lead and, and you had a couple of guys giving up better scoring opportunities to try to pass it to Nick Ritchie. And I, 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 I Kippy said the line, uh, I forget a couple of weeks ago, just, okay, let's just leave Nick Ritchie alone. The team is, the team's doing okay. Now uh, let them find their place. Let him find his place. It's not going to be on the top two lines for now. And I, and I'm with you, Justin, about he's shown some physicality. Uh, he's shown a lot of positives. He's had some chances. Uh, I think initially, probably the expectations that, okay, who's going to be the next Zach Hyman? Who's going to fit in seamlessly with a big line? Well, that's easier said than done, right? And then when the team didn't go well, nobody really goes well. So I, I've almost, to your point, found it really commendable that in a different role, he's contributing and he's doing and he's giving it. And, you, and, and to your point as well, you can see that the team appreciates and respects it. Gordon, we had uh, Eric Francis on and, you know, now that we're rolling into uh, December, uh, rosters for Olympics uh, is going to get stronger and stronger here. Um, and just overall, Leafs, how many you envision going? Can Tavares make it yet again? Uh, younger legs out there. Um, but how important it, do you think it is for, for growth for the Leafs, maybe even long-term, that these guys get to experience something like that? Yeah, you know, Kippy, you being an ex-player more, you, you, you know it's tough to quantify. You may have a better idea about it. I mean, I think, you know, it's the one time even when Team Canada, or when Team Canada lost one year to Sweden, you're happy that Matt Sundin you know, got that kind of experience about winning a gold medal. I got to, I got to think, and I think why the players are so keen to do it. It's like that credit card commercial that it's priceless. I think it's just a, you know, priceless thing or just to be involved in that 2010 memory just seems like yesterday, the golden goal by Sidney Crosby. So uh, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, the, the, the Leafs team that I wonder who would have gone five years ago, but now you're looking obviously at Austin Matthews and USA, Mitch Marner, Jack Campbell. I think that's exciting about him getting consideration now, strong consideration on the USA side, even if he's goaltender number three. And uh, you, you wonder where Morgan Riley fits on Canada. 
Tavares, like I, I think, you know, like like Stamkos and Tavares, there's there's a role for veteran players on all countries. I think it's a very important role for veteran players on, on all countries. And, and I, I would like to see them get strong consideration. So uh, after that, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how it all works without the other countries, but what boy, the more, the better. I can think it's like any, any young player that played in the world juniors. It's uh, I don't think you have a single one except for the odd Canadian goaltender. It seems that says it was, a, it wasn't a positive experience. Yeah, you know, we're in a, u- a unique position as a country because I don't, I think most countries are like, all right, let's just send our best 18 guys and our best goalies and off we go, build, you know, construct the team from there. Where do you sit on something we talked about earlier on the show? Uh, how to construct a forward group? Like, do you have to bring some guys that kill penalties and block shots or do you just simply bring the 12 best guys and just try to outscore everyone? Well, by the way, I'm working on a trade to try to get a Team Russia goaltender as well, yeah, Justin. Thank okay? you for that. Our That's whole country kind of yeah. uh, appreciates yeah. that. Yeah, what, uh, which may scare a lot of people when they examine my body of work. But anyway, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Uh, it's uh, the I, I, I just I, I the old thing about overthinking it. I just think the best players are the best players are the best players, right? You know, best players are used nowadays. Your best penalty killers quite often, so they're being played. They used to be kind of that fourth line that uh, or or third line that were your top two penalty killers a couple of them so you know i i know it's neat when you what you get what do you get two practices or one or whatever but obviously obviously it's thought out about talking to different different experts and i thought back in in 2002 canada made a real adjustment remember they got off to a terrible start and Sweden killed them, and, it, and then they came back and won the gold medal in Salt Lake City. But, you know, they had a rough first game, and I think uh, the preliminary games are a lot for that, about uh, about making those kind of adjustments. And then if you run into Dominic Hasek, you're screwed, whatever, any country. That's, that always can be the trump card. But uh, I, I still I, – I, I like going with your best. No clear-cut favorite in net. Uh, is Hockey Canada got some concerns here? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I know. I know. And when we talk about veterans, Kippy, I, I you know, I, I don't know. Can Carey Price get himself into being Carey Price uh, like he was? I, I, I tend to doubt it. So, you know, whether it's Hart or Binnington or, or where you're going to go on it. I, uh, the one thing I got to give Mike Babcock a lot of credit about, he coached Team Canada's that really needed ordinary goaltending. Okay, it was like, like it was uh, that 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 wasn't as exciting as 2010 in Vancouver, right? It was, but they they were just efficient teams that just ground them down. It really wasn't all that exciting and pretty at times. But he put together a team that you didn't need the outstanding goaltending, and you know that's that's obviously something uh, like last night the Leafs with Jack Campbell. You're you're hoping as many games as possible won't come down to that. But uh, I, you know, hey Jordan Bennington won a Stanley Cup, really. So who am I to say that he couldn't do it about for a gold medal? But just when you're looking at talent-wise, especially compared to say Russia, uh, yeah, there 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 is a drop in the quantity and the quality. Do you have a all-time favorite Team Canada moment? We were uh, you know, kicking this around a little bit before the show. My personal one is uh, Lemieux leaving the puck for uh, for Korea. I think that was 2002. Do you do you have a personal one? Well, I, you know, and I go back. I know it was an Olympics, so I've got a lot of Team Canadas from Canada Cups and that, and the Summit Series and that. But I'll leave I'll leave that alone. I I, I echo that sentiment because 1998 was so exciting that they're going to play right that the NHL players, and then then it was so disappointing that game against the Czech Republic and how it happened and what have you. So 2002, you know, we were kind of on pins and needles. And then, then that game, everything just happened, including that. That was kind of like, like kind of almost, almost like a Harlem Globetrotters NBA type move. Like, wow, 
wow, that, that that's exactly the kind of stuff that Mike Babcock's teams didn't have. And I'm not knocking him because he won the gold medals. But right. uh, I, I, I tend to think beyond the golden goal, because, man, Canada was up 2 nothing and the, had the gold medal. And Kippy, you were you were one of the guys, man. You were you were you were one of the guys on the broadcast. And then all of a sudden, it's two-two. And I always said, Ken Hitchcock always says, as an assistant coach, then thank goodness there was an intermission. If they'd gone right to overtime, that could have that could have hurt Team Canada. It was good they got a chance to regroup. So the golden goal is an obvious, but that play, yeah, you kind of look back and you saw the replay and rewound it, and and uh, that is the indelible memory for that game. Gord, um, what, about three, four weeks ago, I, I put a tweet out saying that uh, based on the Ottawa situation, uh, that perhaps if another team would get into the an issue here with, with COVID, that this thing could still go south and, and they can pull out uh, as early as, what, the second week in, in January. Do you, do you get the sense we're not out of the woods yet here um, and that there still might be an opportunity where this doesn't happen? Uh, well, Kippy, I think as a society, we're uh, we're, we're we we, had, we we enjoy that we're moving forward. But I guess there's an understanding we're not out of the woods. Period. I uh, uh, I'm not going to quite go there yet. You know, any any deeper. Uh, I take it the Ottawa situation from talking to people. It, it was on a different level than the Islanders. The you know, as far as um, those that were sick and the numbers and how they couldn't contain it, they were also on the verge of needing to cross the border, which brought another variable into it on a road trip. Uh, in the Islanders' case, I think it gets more hype because the Islanders, big things are expected of the Islanders, and and this is this is something that could be part and parcel of knocking them right out of the playoffs. I mean, Ottawa Senators, they don't think most people expected to be in the playoffs. So uh, I know Lou Lamorello and and some Islander fans are thinking, well, you know, we should we should shut down like that, but now all of a sudden you do that, and then the New York Rangers have a game against the you know would have could have had a game last night uh, to make up against the Islanders and a game to make up against Ottawa. And you get going and going. And I mean, this was understood when the season started. It, in a lot of ways, it's an ambitious 82 game season. And there's going to be these unfortunate, uh, well, you didn't know, but you thought there were these unfortunate hiccups called COVID protocol, and, and uh, teams are going to get hit hard by it. Uh, San Jose Sharks, I thought, were another team that, you know, have weathered the storm, weathered the storm with injuries. And Vegas Golden Knights, without COVID injuries, but significant injuries, I think have ever have weathered a worse storm because, you know, big players out for a long, long time. So I empathize right now, but um, I, uh, I, I like that they're, they're pushing ahead with it. And I still, still remain optimistic about the Olympics. Three. Three what? Three baths. That's what Dr. Oz wants oh. you to have a week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who has time for a bath? Seriously. Come on. Oh, yeah, Sam McKee. Sammy, you bathe, Sammy? I love a bath, yeah, here and there. Maybe once a month. I mean, I I have trouble getting in and out nowadays, so I stick to showers. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy, do we want to hear what um, Gord is thankful for? I think so. Yeah, let's do it. On our way out, before we lead into Thanksgiving, I think we need to hear, Gord, something hockey hockey, uh, that you're thankful for, Gord, on the way out. I'm uh, okay. Good. So I, I don't. It, 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 when we talk about coming out of COVID and things like that, we can get on that level. Kippy, you were in the states a lot more than I was. Man, I, I love this holiday. This holiday kicks ass. It's it the is. best holiday. It, it's non-denominational and really non-materialistic. That you don't have to buy gifts for everybody and what have you. So um, on, on the well, on the hockey side, uh, okay. I'm I'm speaking on the ice. So I'll give thanks that. Because of you're doing two hours a day on it, okay? I'm covering the Leafs. 
it gets a little little thin if things had continued and not turned that game around against the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, I'll I'll give I'll give thanks for that mm-hmm. and uh, give thanks for guys like how about how about guys like Steven Stamkos, you know, back in the top ten scoring and you know just Johnny Goudreau and good guys like that and. How about Daryl Sutter, man, for the, uh, the the veteran people out there doing what he wasn't supposed to be able to do in Los Angeles and did and looking like he might be doing it in Calgary again. So, you know, good on him. All right, we're going to let you get back to your turkey. Oh, I want to give thanks to my hat-trick against Salonica Coiffure all those years ago, Don Valley Village House League <laughs> at age 14. 5-2 over Scott's Chicken Villa since yeah. you mentioned turkey. I'm sure, there we go. I'm, okay. sure, I'm sure somewhere it all started at a dog park. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's happy Thanksgiving know, for our American friends, but you know we kind of have a sense of it here, so it's kind of a neat day that way. Well, we're thankful for you, Gord Stellick. <laughs> Thanks, Kippy and Justin. Appreciate All it. All right. Thanks, Gordo. See, Gord's my Nick Ritchie. I took him under my wing. I made him. Where he's just not performing well, but you're sticking with him. Performing well at Sportsnet. <laughs> I, you know, I cheer him up. I order takeout for us. Ah, what a guy. Yeah. He's great, Kippy. It's not as much fun if he didn't hear me say that, though. Why'd you let him cut off so early? I was saying goodbye to the guy. Okay. You got to be nice. You know, I can't just, like, let him rot on hold. So we had the plan here, Kippy, about doing a little bit of uh, Thanksgiving love. Yeah, Sam, Sam, you want to, uh, how you do you want, feel about you that? You want to do it? What do you want to no, do? No, you go first. You warm me up. I'll start. All right, Sam, you lead us in. Right. Okay, okay, listen, is it? All hockey related, or is yeah. it just anything in general? Well, I mean, gotta hockey. be hockey. It's a hockey show. No, I like anything in general. You okay. want to hear how grateful I am for my daughter? Does anyone? Yeah, no, shit. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Pick uh, like real stuff. I, lo- I like my daughter. Material things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one. If we're going off the board, then I got one. I'm thankful like, for, for Canada soccer. I love Canada soccer. What did we just do? Did we just say hockey and he's coming? No, he said he said he said anything, anything, anything. Oh my god! I like that. I love Canada soccer. I love this team so much. There's no team in the world that brings me joy like Canada soccer does right now. So I'm thankful for that. Even over the Leafs. Oh yeah. I mean the Leafs are whatever. This they got the full regular season. Once the playoffs comes, it changes. But this team right now is in the heart of their biggest stretch in the history of maybe the program, and uh, they've never been good in my lifetime. And now they're good. Pick one. Really exciting. I love you guys. Pick one, Super Sammy. Canada World Cup or Toronto Maple Leaf Stanley Cup? You can only have wow. one. Wow. 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 Just one's, pick one. One's possible, so give me the Leafs Cup. All Canada's right. not oh, making the like, – I mean, they could maybe – It doesn't matter. I'm just telling nah, – it's, it's not – You it's can't not, even win it in it's your not fantasy. A, it's, it's not it's real. It's not a realistic no, thing. Leafs, it's Leafs just – Okay, there wow, you go. I'm Sorry. stunned by that answer. Well, he just told us how much he loved it. Yeah. Over the Leafs, and then he picks the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. Because I put him on the spot. Well, mine's, my, I'll start a little corny, too. Okay. And I will say, I have really, I love the fans. I missed the fans last year. Like, when we did mm. not have fans, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate, like, a game like last night where you're in L.A. and it's game 20 and normally you know, it could be a real nothing energy game. There were people who cared, and it makes you, the viewer, care. And having those people back in the building, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Ah, uh, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Amazon good Prime. One. Good, yeah. good answer though. Just something that could help me get over that eighteen-month yeah hump. Yeah, and I do. I am a binger, man. You straight up, eh? Oh my god, you're you're finding me in a 
pool of something <laughs> after like episode 12. Um, it's so bad. Like you're just watching a lot of Bridget, Yellowstone. Downton Abbey? Yep, no, not Downton. Uh, Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. Succession? Succession. I have not, not, I'm not started. I've not started the second season yet. Oh, it's great, Kip. You'll love it. I it watch is. shows once they reach a cu- cultural point where I have to know them to be able to just have mm-hmm. conversations with people. Succession is getting there. Oh, it's like fantastic. you know, I've seen Breaking Bad and all the like, ones I'm supposed to have seen. The Wire. Yeah. Kip. Like I would like to sit on their Thanksgiving dinner. The ultimate dysfunctional oh family. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be quite. That'd be quite a quite succession. A so I, th- that sort of stuff, I'm thankful for. Okay, I actually wanted to go back to Borny and the fans. Yeah, because you see the clips from last year, where it was like we Leafs, were we were all faking the it, guys. Leafs playing the Sens, and it was like there was nobody in the fi- the stands. It's like oh my god, we've you know it was it was a necessary thing for us to have it and be able to watch it, but boy, it was not the same. It's just not even close to the same. Zero no, better happy. than nothing, I, but yeah. it's, it no, wasn't yeah. great. All right, is it back to me? Even yeah. that first Stanley Cup for Tampa Bay. I know, that was uncomfortable. They got the pyro going off, and it was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, that <laughs> cup's a cup, in my opinion. No, of course the cup's a cup. I'm not knocking the cup, but certainly it was a different can vibe. I be, can, I, can I, like, what if the Leafs won that one? That's the all-time, it you know, very asterisks, like, you know, it. but they couldn't even beat Columbus, so let's not even talk about that. Uh, I know what I'm thankful for? Hmm. That Sid ov conversations are still happening i saw a little bit of it trickling into my twitter feed yesterday it's kind of been a conversation that like you know it's moved from who's the better player to now like who's the better who's having the better career in total i'm just thrilled that we're still you know that these guys are still around they're still contributing obviously ov's was he third in the league in points or second in the league in points yeah okay since has been hurt but i'm happy we're still doing this. he's had the best Point production start in capital history in the first 20 games. Obi has this yes. year? Yes. Look at that, Sportsnet stats. Nice job. That's, hey, that's, like, bo- that's mind-boggling. Well, especially that I, I, I played there three years. I mean... Uh, <laughs> more than you? Yeah, more than me. <laughs> Combined in your three years? Is, is that nuts that, that he is has wild. turned into now a uh, uh, disher? It is wild. You know, it's crazy. I saw some highlights of him as a rookie the other day, bombing around the ice, chasing pucks with his, you know, sort of hunched over stride. Like, he's still so effective. God, he's a completely different player than he was when I he know. came in the league. Some of those early highlights. Did you watch that? Was it? I forget the who it was. The four goal game. Yeah, uh, that highlight package. Yeah, Jim just Filipovich put it on. Yeah, and he just, you know, roasts commissaric, big hit, flying around. Like, it's amazing. The goaltending that era, though, Hue looks like an absolute yeah, 80s goalie to for me. For sure, but clips. it's amazing that he's held up. Yeah. With the way that he played for the first, you know, 10 years of his no, career. No, 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 no. Past 10 years. He's brought it every year, that but physicality. But he's not throwing hits like no, he used No, he still th- he picks his spots, but he still can lay them out. I'm telling you, he is a machine. If you, like, went head-to-head with every player in the league and ran at him and tried to knock him over with a straight-up body check, Ovi might be the last guy you could put I, on his back. Ovi actually has one of the biggest hits in the history of hockey, and it was at the Olympics on Yager. You remember that hit? I do remember that. Where he caught Yager coming through the middle and just smoked him. It actually led to a Malcolm goal, got, which is so stupid that I remember this. 18 assists to his 15 goals. Who's he passing to? Kuznetsov have 18 goals? That's he, wild. It's, Power it's, play. it's yeah. spread out. That's wild. They've got a nice uh, they got a nice balance in Washington right now. They do. You guys want, want to know what else I'm thankful for? Yes. I lived in Arizona for three years, and then, you know, obviously Kelowna is home. I'm grateful for outdoor hockey again. Being in Toronto, where people go skate outside at public parks, 
you know, the, the wife can skate, the kid learned to skate on outdoor rinks here in Toronto. I saw those Bauer skates the other day with, like, the fur-lined, uh, you know, little cruiser skates. Man, that's a good vibe, good classic hockey vibe. Sammy, you done? I got a couple more if you well, want to Well, go around going. the table here, Kipper. I got a bunch, too. What do you got? Got nothing else? Only Netflix? It was just Netflix. No. no I, what else do I have on? I got, uh, I got Tums. <laughs> I got to say, I appreciate your interpretation of the assignment here. I do. I'm sorry. Are you, you're, you got, I don't know what's going on. Well, I don't know. It's just, it's issues? an over 50 thing. I don't know what's going on, but it looked really good, you know, at six o'clock. And then by nine, um, like backflips. Thanks, Thanksgiving is gonna really ruin you then. So, huh? um, yeah, uh, golf. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I golfed uh, November twentieth, last Saturday. That's vulgar. I got eighteen holes in. How'd you play? I never hit the ball better. Oh yeah, your hands I think are our chattering. whole group is a similar level golfer. If I'm not I had, mistaken, I had the the Spezza slap shot off the tee. <laughs> the blocking it right. No, I was down the middle. Oh, okay, okay. Down the the good slap shot. Yeah. I thought you meant the, wow. the general ones. And then my last one was scented poop bags. That's it. <laughs> that's that's my list. I'm sorry. Honestly, I, I'm thankful for uh, you coming into my life, um, Kimber. I really yeah, am. Yeah, I agree on that. Can we talk about the outdoor rink? There's a. I live in the west end of Toronto, Rennie Park, yeah. uh, which is a great outdoor rink. Every day in the winter, there is a skate that starts at noon. Yeah. And if you go there, it's 10 on 10 every day. No what no shifts. So it's just everyone's out there on the ice. Ten the, on ten? Is no, it a the entire rink? the entire time. No, it's just the entire time. It's all guys. No one goes off and they just you skate around. You have no time with the puck. It's actually so crazy. How many how many times you blow in the zone on that? Well, there's nowhere to <laughs> zone to blow because there's just so many guys. So I, I love that skate. So I go there here and there because it's just then you go and play normal hockey. And it's like, wow, I got a lot of time. Yeah. So being on the Olympics. It's, it's an old Bobby Orr thing. Bobby Orr used to talk about that in his book that if uh, I read it in his book that he said he used to play on the outdoor rink with, like like I said, like 50 kids, and he would, there'd be no shifts. There'd be no, everybody would just be playing around with us. And then once you get onto an ice, there you go. So me and Bobby Orr, same guy. Yeah, what, you are. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> Good company. Yeah. So uh, I got a couple more here. You got any, Kipper? I mean, sorry, uh, Borny? I do. Okay. Well, uh, well, your turn, I think. You're up. Okay. Let's go. Um, I have to say I'm thankful for, for Jack Campbell. I, I am. You know, because this season, the way it started, and the Leafs are getting going now. You know, they really are playing better, and you know, they 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 need the goalie less. But the way it started there, and even when they got into the stretch where they're they're winning now at the start of it, they needed Jack Campbell badly. And if he wasn't one of the best goalies in the league for a stretch here, we could have been talking about a different team. So I'm I'm thankful for Jack Campbell, and you know. And what is Jack Campbell thankful for? Oh yeah, we got a clip there. <laughs> Want to play that? Clip? Oh my god. Good thing I'm here to re- I just, I remind this was a our producer. Setup. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, you come in this chair and I'll go behind the glass. Perfect. Okay? All right. What's Let's Jack go. Campbell uh, thankful for? Being Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for? Oh, so much. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my family, of course, you know, spoiled with them. And um, yeah, just playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, our team, my teammates, and uh, yeah, it's just incredible. Um, air, because it's oh, tough have to Have you ever had air? It's my favorite thing to tough, breathe. Tough to breathe without oh. it. He is awesome. He's going to be thankful for the fat paycheck. He's going to Okay, so now that we've started a little bit of a, a uh, an Olympic theme here, mm. 
I don't see him not being one of the three. Oh, he's definitely one of the three. For no the doubt. Americans? Oh, yeah. What do you mean definitely? Have we have you gone over the list there? I mean, I think he's in two probably. Hellebuck? Hellebuck's got to go. Yeah. And then, I mean, John Gibson. And yeah. then him. No, there's one other name. We're Thatcher, Thatcher Demko? Demko was, yeah, was a guy that was always no, mentioned. I, Jack I, Campbell's one of the best. Yeah. Jack yeah. Campbell could be the starter. Like, well, he's been I one of the best boys in the league. Ago. Okay. So now that we're into Sammy fantasy here. <laughs> He he wins a gold medal, Ugh. and he comes back, and what's his price with a gold medal? Well, I don't know if it changes his price, but I love the idea of winning. Are you nuts? Well, he's a Leaf. Are you nuts? Do you think that's going to affect his value if he wins a hockey tournament? A hundred percent. I I and need it, to it'll undersell change, the Olympics. It'll, 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 it'll change the perception of him going back into the U.S. as a free agent. And also someone who can get it done in the big moments, right? All of a sudden, he's a guy who's proven in the big moments. Like every guy who was a world junior Market, scores twice. Market, marketability. All of it will come into play if he goes to UFA and he ends up going back into a market like, say, Detroit. You don't think a gold medal on a UFA signing with him? I wonder what he could get his number up to this year. Uh, I think it's an under-talked-about story just with Matthews and, and potentially Jack Campbell. I don't Jack Campbell, sorry, Matthew shooting it in the net for USA against Canada. Like, how do Leaf fans react to that? That's not something that they want to deal with. Like, it's a weird thing that's about to come up. Jack Campbell shutting out Team Canada or something. It's a weird sort of thing. No, 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 no. You're overplaying it right now. You don't think it's – I think it's a big deal. No. No, I'm with Kim. No, 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 no. You're overthinking it. Matthew scores the OT winner against Canada in the gold medal game. He comes home to standing ovation for – not standing ovation, but to applause for his performance. Canada lose. Yes. And then you know what? How what you, Sammy, is that you're, you're he wins. To, you're he's a to, winner. You're ready to trade him? I just, I just want them to pull out of the Olympics so I never have to see it. <laughs> Fair but enough. But who's your starter right now in the U.S.? Hellebuck? I mean, Jack Campbell's just been so good. But, yeah, I guess it's Hellebuck, yeah. So you kind of forget who is the, the gold medal goalie. When it was all said and done in 2010. Dude, was it uh, Luongo? No. Yes. Is it Luongo? Yeah. He finished. He yeah. mopped up. Yeah. So, you know, anything's possible in a short tournament. Yeah. Jack yeah. could find himself in in that spot. And, yeah, it as long, as long as he doesn't fall off the face of the earth, he probably would help him a lot. Again, it's not... It, it's sometimes it's how you lose, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you can, Jack, Jack could lose in the first round and not be the issue or the main story for the Leafs, and he could still hit five and a half, six million dollars a year, especially if it came with a gold medal win. I wonder if he could devalue himself by going there and being god awful. Probably not, huh? No. All right, I, got- I, don't, I don't see it. I yeah. don't see it. All right, I got two. I got two speed that you guys can pick, which you'd rather uh, me to go more in depth on. Um, number one is is hockey beauties, which is like, have you seen Pizzetta, the the mullet, and how yes. wonderful he is in Montreal? Yes. How about have you seen Zegris talk ever for yeah. Anaheim? This guy the other day he was on uh, the Chicklets podcast talking about how he bet Connor or sorry uh, Leon Drysettle hundred bucks that he'd take a face off uh, off of him. And Dry Settle's like, do you even have a hundred bucks, rookie? You know, like, <laughs> you know, just coming in, being that oblivious, and being a classic hockey beauty. I still have time for these guys now that I'm not sharing a dressing well, room. Well, it, it reminds me of the world champ, uh, world junior championship that he won, and basically went on 
national TV and spoke of their game plan prior and how they were going to give it to Team Canada. I'm not saying he's a super bright and, guy. I don't know. He just seems he, like a blast. And he did. Yeah. And they did. They it's, it's almost like he mapped out the whole game plan. This is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to beat them. And he did it. Yeah. Now was you could say cocky. Year? When was that? Because I remember that. And he everyone was killing him for it, and then they beat, they beat us. He was like, yeah, what else when you want me to that? do? Yeah, I think it was last Christmas. Yeah, it was. I think it was last year. Yeah. 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 So... I'm like, okay, stupidity, cockiness, brilliance. It can be, both. It can can be, be both. all of it. <laughs> but I, it, it really showed you, I think, the confidence in this guy, and that's what some athletes have. Yeah, man. So the the Dubas one was, A, he you know, gave me a nice opportunity in you know with the Marlies, but also there's been so much pressure on this guy to trade Nylander or trade Marner or succumb to what everyone wants him to do and thinks he should do. But for another year, we're sitting here on the Leaf show talking about some pretty good hockey players. Like, we have to watch every hockey game this year. Do you realize that? 82. And thank God they have talent on the team, and they would have, most GMs in the league would have traded Willie Nylander by now. Uh, I'm grateful that he has not. That's, I mean, that's a nice one. I agree. I think so. It's you know it's good they're not doing November. Oh, you think you, this is a he still may do it move? <laughs> <laughs> November. May I remind you? Let's. We don't know how this whole thing's gonna play out. You think he'd he'd go through this whole process of doubling down on the court, no, tripling down, and then uh, no, say, "Ah, no, change my mind." No, but it could still end up being the wrong decision. Well, not for my entertainment value. <laughs> <laughs> we, you just, you don't know, but I, I get your point. Yeah. And you're right because it's sticking to your beliefs and this is what we think and process and learning curves and all of that. We'll just see where it, where it all plays out at the end. It yeah. could still be a scenario where you just spent one too many contracts on your forwards. Yeah, that's very And we'll possible. see. We'll see where that blue line, what that blue line ends up looking. Are you guys okay with Muzzin turning his game around a little bit here? Yeah. You think he's right back to where he needs to be? Because there's a part of me still that says that he's just not where he was when he was at the top of his game I the think, last few years. You know, I have kind of been resigned to the fact that he's going to be at least 95% of the best player he's been for the Leafs. I don't think he's getting back, you know, the, the, the full, the full Jake Muzzin at his peak here. I think just maybe aging has slowed him down a little bit, but boy, when he looks better, his partner looks better. You have a pair that you feel is a shutdown pair. It changes the look of the decor entirely. So I've been, uh, I'm quite okay with that. I think he's been better. I think he's doing a lot of heavy lifting. I think Hall has been significantly worse this year and he's, that's part of it is why he's looked a little worse. Which also, it's November. <laughs> it's I'm little, thankful for these reminders. A little bit of a concern. I'm thankful for you guys. <laughs> and you Thanks, too, guys. Ah, thankful for you team. guys keeping me young. Because I am, Derek, what am I? I don't know. <laughs> I thought Come we were going to get the dinosaur Come clip. Come on, where's my dinosaur <laughs> clip? Ah, oh, Derek. You know what? You... I'm the dinosaur. There you go. I never know when that one's live or a drop, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> All right, a lot of fun. For those of you south of the border, picking us up on uh, any platform, uh, podcast platform, happy Thanksgiving. All the best to you and your Absolutely. family. Absolutely. Happy American Thanksgiving. Great and day in the world. We are right back here tomorrow to wrap up a great week. You're listening to Real Kipper and Born. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>